0: This is Camp Code, another innovative podcast brought to you by Camp Hacker. Camp Code is dedicated to helping you create and facilitate the most effective leadership training so we as an industry can raise the bar for professionalism and preparedness of our staff. You can find our show notes and our blog for camp leaders and directors at camphacker.tv. Welcome to our leadership training podcast, Camp Code, brought to you by Camp Hacker. Camp Code is dedicated to what many camp professionals believe to be the most important time at camp. So no matter what you call it, staff training, orientation, or leadership training. This critical time period prepares your staff to fulfill all the promises that you make to customers and parents throughout the rest of the year. Our series will focus on helping you create and facilitate the most effective training so we, as an industry, can raise the bar for professionalism and preparedness of our staff. And we'd like to begin by introducing ourselves. So, Gab, why don't you go first?
1: Sure. Hi, my name is Gabrielle Rail, and I'm one of the camp directors at Camp Waro. Uh, camp Waro is an all-girls camp in Quebec um, with a, a bilingual program, and I'm chatting with you from Montreal. Ruby?
2: I'm Ruby Compton. I'm the summer camp program director at Green River Preserve in Western North Carolina. Uh, we are a uh, summer camp that's focused on connecting children with nature. We're environmentally based. Um, and I'm coming from to you from the Blue Ridge Mountains, where we have about seven inches of snow on the ground right now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And I'm Beth Allison, co-owner of Camp Hacker. For 15 years, I was a camp director and executive director of Glenmore and Cairn in Muskoka, Ontario, Canada. And I'm currently a camping consultant with my husband, Travis. And I'm coming to you from Woodstock, Ontario, where we haven't seen just seven inches of snow since about... Christmas. (laughs) In fact, I can't even pull out of my driveway um, very well because the snowbags are so high and I have to peer a little bit, little bit um, for fear I'm going to hit some neighborhood child. But I'll bet Gab has even more (laughs) snow than that, so I shouldn't complain. I
1: was just going to say, it's so cute how Ruby's like, and we have seven inches of snow. And I was like, aw. We have that in June. (laughs) It's an exciting North, day here. <laughs> yeah. North Carolina is my, uh, um, summer vacation, uh, area in March. So we drive to, <laughs> that's where we go for our summer vacation, March time. We're like, yes. <laughs> it's so on, beautiful area.
0: So on this snowy winter day, um, we would like to talk to you today about training beyond training. So before we get started, Ruby, why don't you share with us some of the reasons we are exploring this topic in the first place?
2: Sure, absolutely. So one reason that I think is really critical is that there's never enough time during staff training. Ever. Never. It doesn't matter how long <laughs> your staff training is. You cannot possibly do it all. And so having ways to train your staff before, during, after Whenever throughout the summer is really helpful as far as getting the job done. Um, I also think now, especially, there are so many great tools available to aid with this process, and we'll talk more about that. But especially using technology, um, there's so many ways that you can get your staff plugged in prior to them arriving to camp. Um, and finally, it's really we're in the business of youth development. We want our staff to grow. Um, we not we not only want them to work well in our organization, but we want them to do well beyond. And also, if they're if they're growing well. While they're here at camp, then we know they're probably doing a better job at work than if they weren't growing and progressing. So being able to provide that training and that focus on their development is so key to building great leaders.
0: Awesome. So why don't we do what Ruby said and talk about it in three different parts. So we'll start first about sharing some ideas of ways that you can train before they get to camp for leadership training. So Gab, do you want to get us started off today?
1: Sure, I'd love to. Um, so one of my, I, I say this over and over again, but you know, staff training starts with uh, your interview process. And, and what we're trying to do during that interview process is educate our staff on, returning staff and new staff members, on what we expect from them um, at camp. And uh, one of the things that we do um, when people interview is that we do a, a little bit of homework. So once they go through the interview process, um, we don't necessarily give them the job right away. It doesn't mean you have to have two or three um, interviews, but what you can do is ask them to reflect on the job in a little bit more a uh, little bit more depth. So for um, returning staff members, ask them to talk about what camp does well and what could what could change and give their suggestions. Uh, on that, um, for new staff members, ask them, you know, to reflect on on an experience that they where they ran something with kids and and what they would like to do and present present it to you either written or verbally. So get them to start thinking about their job, um, um, you know, and and how they can sort of add their own little touches. As well as one of the things that I like to do with uh, returning staff that were new the year before. Um, I get them to write up the top ten things I wish I would have known before the campers mm-hmm. arrived, and that that in itself, when when we are doing our staff training, we really use that as a resource, and we even get those guys to run some of those things. But uh, it's it's really about getting them to be part of the team, but reflecting, and while they're reflecting, they're they're really learning, um, and get them to describe it. So you know, make sure that you're a good leader. Well, what does what are the specific things uh, that you do that that makes you a good leader. So, uh, there's a couple of things you can do in the interview process right from the very beginning.
0: Great. Thanks, Gab. How about you, Ruby?
2: I love that idea, Gab. And hearing, you know, what are the things you wish you'd been told, I would put that on our staff Facebook group because we always start a Facebook group prior to camp. And so that would be a great topic for folks to weigh in on. Um, I I am a big believer in using technology throughout the rest of the year when they're not at camp um, to facilitate great leaders at camp. Um, So we use Google Hangouts um, to have meetings with um, our our naturalists who we want to do some special training. With They have a fair amount of curriculum planning they have to do, so we want to give them lots of time and give them some specific training on that. Um, and what's great about Google Hangouts is there are ways that you can record that, put it onto YouTube, and I can send anybody who wasn't able to come to that training or attend in the actual thing. They can have a link that they have to go and watch. Um, so I've used that, and it's been really helpful. Um, also using that just to, to spend some time with your staff before camp. Um, I've run some sessions just where I have counselors log in, return turn and new so they can just meet some folks uh, and build that community which is is such a key part of training as well um and then the other thing that I would say, other online tools, obviously, there's you know, expert online training, ACA has um, several online modules. Uh, I think, too, Camp Hacker has some great podcasts that would lead right into, especially for some of your leaders, some of your folks that are transitioning from those counselors into leadership roles, um, maybe telling them, hey, I need you to listen to this podcast before you arrive. So really using the tech while they're here so that when they get here, you can take it away from them in a drastic <laughs> way. <laughs> (laughs) challenge
0: them. But yeah. Nice. I think as Gab said, everything starts for me in terms of training long before they ever get to camp. So it starts with your application. What does it look like? What do they have to do in order to apply? Um, Is it creative if you're expecting them to be creative? Um, Is it Professionally done if you're expecting them to be professional. Uh, What other newsletters or um, mailings are you sending out or uh, online communication? Uh, All of that speaks volumes about you and what you expect from your staff members. Um, What does your website look like? All of that also speaks about you. So being able to train staff by putting great things on your website um, and having a portion of your website that only staff can access so that there can be things on there um, that you can get them, uh, as Ruby said, uh, part of your online training before they even start. For me, hiring day was really important. So many, many years ago we stopped doing interviews and we did group hiring days so we would bring all of our counseling applicants together for a day and a separate day for all of our program staff applicants and yes they had to drive uh, some of them but we said that if they had to drive more than an hour and a half uh, then we would figure out how to do something a little different for them so most years we had you know about 95 percent of our applicants present on the day um, and other ones we did interviews with We also did, if, uh, you know, time... Allowed and for specific jobs, have mini interviews during the course of that day and pull them out and have other people doing some interviews while we were running the day. But the day was full of group initiatives, uh, group building exercises, communication exercises, changing up the group dynamics, seeing how people problem solve, watching how they include other people, how they put others first, how they take leadership, how they know when it's time to take a back seat, um, and really setting the expectations for the summer. So training for me began on that day. And um, it was a lot easier for me to see how they would work as a team and how I would hire as a team if uh, I could see them in person. So we didn't do it at camp, uh, because for us, camp was not an, a viable option in the middle of January. Um, but we did it, uh, we'd pick a, a central location for us, usually in the Toronto area. Um, for us, we would ask a church to uh, house the event, so it wouldn't cost us anything. But I'm sure there are other uh, venues you could hold it at if that was something you wanted to do. Um, but it was always a great day um, and really got people excited about camp but we could certainly set expectations there as well as uh, see what we needed to see in person gab have you got any other ideas for before camp starts
1: yeah i sort of going on a little bit with what, what ruby was saying a little bit technology um sort of getting together uh you know our staff are, are really spread out uh, across canada the u.s and, and then internationally um, and one of the things that, that we've started about three or four years ago is getting a group of staff members together, looking at at camp. This can involve uh, new staff members as well. And how do we want to make that better? And, and whenever staff are working on a project, staff training is involved. If you have a new leadership team member, get them to, to help you um, program this day. And, and basically, it's, it's, it's a pizza party, and it's basically mm-hmm. a pizza party on how to make camp better, and we tackle diff- different issues. So how do we want to, um, because we're a linguistic camp, how do we want to, you know, make camp, uh, you know, use it as a tool where kids can learn their second or third language better? Um, let's talk about that. So and we come up with, with ideas and then we implement them, we ask a certain staff to volunteer to implement them. Um, but we also have a, a large group of, of staff members that live in Mexico so they hosted their own pizza party day, but it was more it wasn't necessarily pizza. They had their own, uh, had their own uh, menu, um, <laughs> and I was there via Skype with another staff member, and um, we planned on how these discussions were going to happen, and people took. Uh, charge, but there was, uh, I think, seven or eight people that were there for the whole day. And that's just a mini staff training in itself. So, mm-hmm. coming up with ideas, but also making sure that they're able to execute it, that they're able to set clear goals, that there's not an over speaker, an under participator. Uh, very, very important. Of course, camp benefits from it as well. But it keeps them, it keeps their eye on camp. Um, and it, it takes away that drought throughout the year once they have the job. You know, yeah. how do we how do we keep them connected? And then of course they're they're posting stuff on Facebook and they're saying this is what we talked about. Do you guys have any other ideas? If you couldn't make it to to this the pizza party, um, so uh, I I really enjoyed that. And if you have staff that are far away from you, you could somebody could host it and you could you know Skype in. And it was it was a wonderful day.
0: Nice. And you can see that food is always an important part of every camp activity.
1: (laughs) It it really is.
0: (laughs) When you can't pay them lots of money, you can always reward them with food and it's always appreciated.
1: That's right. And we gave them money to (laughs) do that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs)
1: Um, Yeah. I think we made sure that there was maple syrup uh, at at the Mexican.
0: (laughs) Nice.
1: Very Canadian. We made sure that there was something there that was represented, but uh, you know, we, of course we paid for it. We want to make sure there was good food, um, good snacks and, uh, you know, but it's, it's wonderful. Like technology is very helpful for this before camp training. Mm
0: -hmm. Absolutely. Ruby.
1: So I have a, another
2: one that came from, um, twofold. So one, I've heard this on a, an ACA webinar with the four quadrants of accountability and talking about, talking to your staff about what they want to get out of the summer. And, and, um, one of the things that, uh, the, the leader of that webinar talked about was saying to your staff during, um, uh, early on in staff training saying what you write your recommendation. So what do you want me to write about you when you are done? at camp um and so write that for me tell me what it is and um likewise my dad is a math teacher and he actually does that for the comments for his students uh during one of the grading periods and the students will actually write out you know mark is doing a great job he's always finishing his homework on time whatever and then of course he adopts it and you know Changes whatever needs to be done, but um, it. I think that's really brilliant to have the staff put that down in writing from the get go. They come in, you know, day one with this is what I want you to be saying about me when I'm done with this job. And then, not only that, like their recommendation is already kind of written when they ask you for a reference later, but then you can go in and add to it and adjust. Um, so that's something that, um, I haven't run specifically, um, as them having to turn it in, but I'm planning on doing that this summer and excited to share back on results on that.
0: Nice, nice. Uh, one of the key things we always did was we were a not-for-profit camp, so we didn't have a lot of money to go around, but we always made sure to have a budget line item to send staff to conferences. So there are lots of conferences out there, whether they are um, you know, provincial or state conferences or whether they're organizational ones, you know, if you work for the Y or um, church organizations, all those sorts of things. Um, so sending staff members to conferences is really key, but the important part of it is to make sure you front load with your staff, um, what you're hoping they will get out of that experience. If you are able to be there in person with them, it's even better uh, or a member of your leadership team, making sure that you sort of start the day by looking at the, the schedule and picking the sessions that would be best for everybody to go to. They'll all want to go to the same sessions as their friends, but it works out better if everybody can go to something different so that you're bringing back more information to your, um, uh, to your camp at the End of the summer, or at the summer when it starts, um, and also um, teaching them sort of how front loading how to be respectful, um, how to get the most out of a session, all those kinds of things. Getting those who are experienced conference goers, returning staff members, to give some advice. Um, and then for me, it was always key to debrief that as well, so not just send them to the conference and um, you know, sort of tell them how they uh, should experience it, but w- what did they experience? So if we were going to a long conf- a conference far away. And we were in the car for a really long time. uh, My favorite part would be the drive home because somebody would get the laptop out and we would just kind of go around from person to person. And what did you get out of that particular session? what ideas do you have? And then those that sort of bounce off other people. And we would come up with such creative stuff that by the time we were home 10 hours later, we were sad that it was March and we couldn't go to camp right away and get started. So, um, debriefing that is really a key element too. And talking about, um, why some sessions may not have been as helpful, um, or reasons why you didn't, as a staff member, think that you agreed with, uh, some of the points brought out in the session and sort of, um, going through it that way. Another thing to do is get people together. So we used to host a day um, at my home, actually. Uh, We started in April, uh, and we did one weekend where we had all of our counselors there and one weekend where we had all of our program staff there. Um, So this was before the May weekend where we all headed up to camp for the first time together. Um, You can also host, host it at a local church or a local Y or something if camp is too far away or your home isn't big enough to accommodate the number of staff members you have. But we would start on the Saturday. Day um, spend time together playing, as we've talked about in several podcasts before, and just really getting to know each other. Um, for us, we would lead a church service on the Sunday morning. So Sunday, uh, sorry, Saturday evening, we also spent time practicing that and rehearsing music and doing all those sorts of things. But if you're not a religious organization, just doing something together out in the community, community service, going to a food bank, or um, you know, helping to pick up garbage in a local park or doing some sort of shared activity where you are giving back to a community is really important and then having lunch together maybe at a restaurant or something or catered in on Sunday um, just so you've had more time just to play and get to know each other um, we would also then spend our Sunday afternoon with our program staff and keep them there and do some of those meetings that Gabrielle was just talking about um, and plan for, start planning for the summer um, at that time together so um, just another way to get staff uh, involved and together before you even get to training um, at camp. So I think we'll change our focus now just a little bit and talk about other ways we can train staff while they're at camp. So not just during that week or 10-day or three-day period that you have for staff training, but what are other ways that you can make sure you're training your staff beyond that? So, Gab, why don't we start with you?
1: Well, during camp, um, one of the things that... that uh, before when I hire staff members and if they're coming in and they are in their second year in the same position first year is about really learning your job and doing it well second year is about um, you know doing your job well making those small adjustments that you that you know you can make um, because of your experience from the last year and mentoring somebody else or two other people on what you do and this is completely unofficial. It's official when I speak to that staff member. So let's just say um, somebody that's, you know, running uh, canoeing. Um, I tell them, choose a couple of people that one day you could foresee them do your job mm-hmm. and they know how you do it. And the reason why we don't tell the staff member that they're mentoring is because it can put pressure on them to then become the head of canoeing. Mm-hmm. And you don't want that, but you do want them to learn. And um, so so it's, it's a mentorship that my sec- my staff members that have done the job for a second year understand and know that that is happening. And I guide them through how to do that. And they report back to me. Um, I'm a big believer in cue cards. It's very helpful. Um, so they just write little, little notes on this is what I've done. Not necessarily how that person has done, but these are the things that I've taught that person. A lot of times what happens is that I didn't even know that this and uh, this individual, maybe the head of canoeing, uh, does certain things a certain way, and I'm like, that's genius. And I, you know, sometimes you don't know exactly how certain people accomplish tasks, um, and then I see it in the cards on, on, on how they have accomplished it. So um, one of, that's one of the things that, we, that I do um, during the summer for, for staff training.
0: Great, thanks, Gab. Ruby.
2: Um, one of the key things that I use is uh, staff meetings continuing to refill the the staff's toolboxes. Hmm. Um, So especially at the beginning of the summer, our first, you know, three or four weeks of camp, always starting with an activity or a tidbit, a tool of the week, if you will. But something that is is that they can use practical. They walk away from the staff meeting, um, ready to go out and, and utilize that, that thing that I just gave them. Uh, what's great about that is I usually do it for the first part of the meeting. So they come, we all convene, we're sitting around and then we get up and we play a game or we get up and we do something silly. And then we sit down and go through the seven or eight things I need to go over and they go on with their day. Um, I want them to want to come to staff meetings. I want them to enjoy the experience and feel like they're taking something away from it. So I really set that bar, especially in the first half of the summer that you're going to come away from this meeting time with something tangible that you can use. And I think that's really helpful.
0: Nice. Um, I think for a lot of us, our staff arrive long before leadership training. So for those of us that run outdoor ed programs, they may be there from the 1st of May. Uh, We do have staff that come up maybe at the beginning of June and they help to open up camp if it's been closed for the winter. Um, And so sending them... Uh, to a skills weekend is a a really great idea to do during that time of year. Uh, It can be something very specific to their job, like uh, uh, training for canoeing or kayaking or sailing or uh, adventure programming, getting them certified and helping with that. If you don't have um, a, a local... Skills weekend training. Uh, The Ontario Camping Association runs one every year. But if there isn't one in your neighborhood, uh, always uh, think about hiring an expert, bringing them into your camp, and inviting other camps to come and send their staff members to help share the cost. Uh, is a really nice way for them, like Ruby said before, to get the uh, get them to know other camp people. Um, I think that was in our previous podcast, um, or hire an expert, bring in a guest like a Michael Brandwine type of person and invite other camps to come for the day and share the cost of that speaker. So everybody's getting an opportunity, not only to learn from this person, but also, um, to visit other camps and, uh, see what other people are doing out there, uh, and make new connections. I think that that can be really key in terms of training. I would also consider during your leadership training time, any, way inviting alumni or other experts in who can come in and do a session we would often invite an alumnus to come and do some training with our staff and because they knew it was the only session they would run and because they missed camp so much it would be the most brilliant session you had ever attended and they would put so much into it and it really um, made them feel good to be able to give back gab do you have any more
1: um, we have our staff run uh, activity workshops throughout the um, throughout the summer, and those are dur- usually during our siesta or rest hour in the afternoon, um, also in the morning. And uh, basically, um, people that are interested in that activity, um, we can do those workshops, or if you're teaching that activity, we create time in the schedule during the day so that people can keep learning how to teach an activity um you know, at camp, and so we give them a period off, and it's not necessarily during their free time, it's during our hours. So, those workshops are, are very, very helpful. Um, and also, I love uh, Ruby the, the morning um, staff meeting ones, those are great, especially if you have somebody that um, maybe, so for example, for us, Jackie doesn't do. Many of, of the activities or games are games, or we let our, our leadership team do that. Jackie's our, our executive director. But she does some of those in the morning, and the staff love it. She, she has lots of ideas, and it's just it's exciting when she does these games and activities and goes back to laughter and, and learning. and Yeah.
0: Great. Ruby?
2: Um, I think being able to create opportunities – throughout the summer for your staff to shadow and learn from each other. Um, this was something that was really valuable when I worked in outdoor education. We didn't get to see each other teach very mm-hmm. often, and it's amazing how we are all we all go through the same training, but then we all have very different ways of, of expressing the program and the curriculum. And so whether it's through mornings off or just pairing your staff up or giving them free periods um, or telling them, like, hey, I just want you to go to this activity and, and just watch." Um, asking them too, like, what are you interested in learning more about and setting it up so they can be an assistant role in that activity for a day or two before they maybe start teaching? I think that can um, be really beneficial um, and, and it's something that we get so caught up in just running the program that sometimes we forget there are some incredible ideas that are happening that you may or may not see every day. So setting up opportunities for those ideas to be on display.
0: Great. Uh, This next idea we took straight from Michael Brandwine, um, and it's called CEDOS, and it stands for Continual Development of Staff. And what we would do is every morning after breakfast, while cabin groups were out doing duties, we would meet, uh, Travis and I would split the list and we would meet with a couple of our program staff members each morning. So uh, those program staff, people got to see us probably every one and a half weeks uh, and we would sit down and have a five minute meeting. So it was really quick and really short. And we would talk about um, not only how things were going, but what they wanted to work on next, what what type of training they required to do that, and where they wanted to go. And they would write those down and sign them um, so that the next time we met, a week and a half later, we would be able to go over those and say, so tell me how you did with that new skill that you were hoping to learn and hoping to teach. Uh, And that was always, uh, I think, important to, to let them know that we were interested in their continual development and that we weren't just sort of stopping the training when leadership training was over, um, but that we were hoping that they could take things further. Uh, and they had to be really short so because we only had about 20 minutes to get through about three of them every morning. So um, they understood that, but it was a nice way to meet and, and also just to see how things were going and, and do a an assessment and a check-in and, and see how that person was doing. The other thing we used to do was we used to run sessions uh, during rest hours, some somewhat similar to what Gab said, Uh, but we would run them twice uh, each week, the same session, so that every counselor could make sure that they were able to come to one. And we would run life skills. So they didn't necessarily have anything to do with what they did at camp, Uh, but so they would run the gamut from how to change a tire to, um, you know, how to tie a tie, we did one one day, uh, you know, all kinds of things um, that were in the best interest of our staff. And at the end of every summer, one of our staff members, who's now uh, an executive director herself, Chantel, was uh, a great Dawn when she was at university. And so we would, the last week of August, we would run a session, um, getting uh, first-year college and university students to be able to talk about what expectations they could have, what things they were afraid of, uh, you know, going away from home for the first time or going to school, all those sorts of things. And she was really helpful in sort of sharing her knowledge of uh, useful tricks and tips. Um, So those kinds of sessions throughout summer, sometimes uh, if an alumnus was visiting, they would run a session, but they were things that would develop the whole person and not necessarily specific to summer camp. So I, if nobody has any more for the middle of the summer, I think what we'll do is move on to um, ways that we can continue to train staff when the summer has ended. And maybe um, we'll just go around once this time. So if you've got lots of ideas, get them all out in one go. Um, and we'll talk about ways that we can send them off um, in a great way. So, Gab, we'll start with you again.
1: Great. Great. Um, I think this is, of course, the end of the summer is it has to be reserved a lot for celebration and Mm -hmm. reflection, reflecting on what you've accomplished as a team, as an individual and celebrating that. Um, But one of the things that uh, that I think is, is very, very key is to in that reflection is to look at. Um, you know, I go back to these two things over and over again, but what do we do well and what can we improve upon? And that's something that needs to be done individually, and it's something that needs to be done as a team. And in the team part, you can divide it up to jobs, um, and it has to be not about the individuals but at, but of camp itself. Um, and so just looking at uh, the leadership team, what are certain things we could improve upon uh, the kitchen, where certain things that can be approved upon, um, and so just that reflection. As we know, reflection is is a very very big part of of learning, mm-hmm. but specific to the jobs and not to not to the people. Because if there's a little bit of resentment, um, some of that resentment comes up there, and that's not the purpose um, of that reflection piece. And then always always highlighting what camp um, can do for the next season. So say these are the three things we're going to look at and tackle. And that brings it to the pizza party. <laughs> at the pizza party we say these are the things we talked about and we've selected, you know, by, you know, popular uh, vote or the boss decided that's what we're <laughs> focusing on. It doesn't matter who. But that brings it to the beginning of the training. What we talked about there starts with uh the next year and and, and it shows it shows the staff what we say uh, is taken, impor- is, is taken seriously and we are actually making changes. Um, nice. so I think so for us, this is a, a huge, huge thing.
0: Great. Thanks Ruby. How do you wrap up your summer?
2: I'm going to go on the theme of the cyclical nature of camp. <laughs> um, and uh, so Beth, you mentioned conferences. I think there are great conferences in the fall as well, kind of mm. post camp. So maybe not necessarily your team for the next summer, but folks that you've been working with, encouraging them to go to conferences, sharing that information with them through a Facebook page, emails, whatever else. Um, also, I ask my staff in their last one-on-one, uh, what would you tell somebody doing your job next year? What advice would you give them? Mm. Um And that is not only that reflection piece where they say, well, I did this well, or I wish I'd known this, but it also gives you some great tangible things that you can pass on to folks in those roles the next year. Um, And then my big push uh, for end of camp, the the last week of camp, um, we, before the campers arrive, we do a session on writing camp on your resume. And I actually have a, a training module that I've developed called my camp resume. And it literally goes through all the different skills that are out there and how to really write that on your resume so that it it shows that you're not just a camp plan with kids. Um, there really are these incredible skills that you've learned. Uh, and I always offer up to my staff, you know, they, they work on that worksheet. We, we go through the activity, they share some with one another. They do a kind of mock interview based Mm -hmm. on the resumes that they create. Um, and then I always tell them, you know, I am happy to look at your resume. I will provide a resume review to you anytime. As somebody who does hiring, I see a lot of resumes and I can tell you what stands out and what's terrible. Um, So please send them to me. Um, And I've had folks that have done that, have brought them to me during the summer, but also afterwards just saying, hey, can you give a look at this? And I I think that in a lot of ways can be so helpful to the staff because a lot of them may be writing a resume for the first time Mm -hmm. and really not have any idea of what's supposed to go on it. Um, So that's a lot of times the, the tool that I really try to give them as they're leaving camp.
0: Nice. We used to do a very, very similar session. Um, how I always say that Ruby and I and Gab would be great if we all worked together the things that we would accomplish but our minds think alike so often Um, but we used to run a session um, exactly like that on what you've learned at camp and how you can explain that to future employers and how you can use it out in the real world or the mundane world as we called it Um, so we always thought that was really important to give them that boost too Um, the other thing we did uh, during our last week of summer was to get people to start thinking about next year so um, already Ready, you know you'd plant those seeds of who you were hoping was going to come back what roles you were hoping they would think about um, for the following year and um, encouraging them to get any qualifications that they needed or to um, think about training that they would like to come up with for things they would like to do in the following year. And uh, again, we were a nonprofit camp, so hard to come up with lots of money. But at the end of every summer, staff who did have qualifications went out and got them, did receive a a bonus uh, on their last paycheck um, for every qualification that they were able to do. And we came up with a scale, and the staff knew what that was. Um, But it also also showed them that we took training outside of camp very seriously and uh, that it was important for them um, as they grew as an individual to have more qualifications in all kinds of areas not just you know swimming or, or canoeing or the obvious ones um, so there was a lot of information there today hopefully it's really useful to you before we wrap up we're going to just have gab recap some of the things we talked about today
1: um, so uh before staff arrive at camp, uh, staff training starts at the interview process. So you can ask returning staff members what are the top ten things I wish I knew before campers arrive. Use Google Hangouts for specific discussions and specific teams. Facebook have some conversations started there. Online t- training, pizza parties. Uh, <laughs> write your recommendation on yourself so they can set up their own uh, their own expectations. Um, Send staff to conferences and uh, do something together if that's possible. Um, During camp, get some mentoring happening. Uh, Make sure that you're refilling the staff toolbox. You can do that during staff meetings. Bring bring guests to speak during the summer workshops. um, Have staff members shadow each other and ask them what do they wish to learn now, now that they're in the job. Um, also life skills are really really fun during summer such as changing tires and um, how to tie a tie Uh, also at the end of the summer we want to reflect on our experiences and sort of plan for the future uh, write resumes and also perhaps start talking to staff members about their future jobs and what qualifications they should get before they apply
0: nicely done now we can hear all of you at home saying to yourselves, how can I get involved? Well, we have the answer for you. You can join us on the hashtag camp code. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Please share with us the topics you would like us to discuss the guests you would recommend we talk to. Uh, we'd love to hear any great leadership training tips that you have to share with us. We would love to hear from you. We're all about sharing in this industry. So you can contact me at Beth at dot or find Travis and me on camphacker.tv or on the hashtag at camphacker. Gab, where can we find you?
1: You can find me at um at Gabrielle Rail for Twitter and uh you can check out where I work at ww.worrow.com.
0: Great. And Ruby.
2: Uh, I can be reached at Ruby R U B Y at Greenriverpreserve.org and I'm also on Twitter at RubyLyn85. And Beth, why don't you tell us what we have lined up for our next podcast?
0: Our next one we're very excited about. We're going to be teaching them how to teach. So we know that staff come up to camp with lots of energy and lots of great ideas, but how do we teach them how to be good teachers? So our final segment on each podcast is a best practice for leadership trainings. And as I said, we would love to hear some of your memorable moments or most effective tips te- tips. So you can tell us what they are using the hashtag camp code. So Ruby, why don't you share this podcast's best practice today?
2: So the best practice today is around the question of to pay or not to pay. And Beth, you hit on this a little bit talking about certifications that your staff receive. Uh, One thing we've struggled with is whether to pay for seasonal staff members to get certifications or Mm -hmm. trainings that we need them to have, uh, whether it's for accreditation standards or whatever the case may be. Um, What often happens is we pay for the certification, the staff member works for three months, and then they move on. And potentially they get a job using that certification that we paid for, and we may not have really gotten our money's worth. So one camp that I spoke to recently in the area tackles this challenge by not paying for the certification on the front end. And once the staff member has completed two seasons and met the expectations of the job that they were hired for, then they get a check to reimburse them for the training. Mm -hmm. And what's genius about this is that the camp is not the only one who's making an investment.
0: Nice. That's excellent. Well, thanks so much for listening, everybody. We look forward to our next podcast and don't forget to join us on hashtag camp code. Please remember, no other industry shares its best practices the way summer camps do. If you use an idea heard on a camp hacker podcast, please be professional and give credit where credit is due. The camp code is brought to you by Beth and Travis Allison, summer camp leadership training and marketing consultants. Thanks for the listening, friends. Camp Hacker, bringing your world into focus.